The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Happy Hour. Goodness gracious, is today's show good. First, I want to say this, that today's show is airing the day after my 20th anniversary. Yes, my man, Aaron Ivey, we've made it two decades. We wrote a marriage book that released this year, and one of my friends said, hey, if you write a marriage book, you're going to fight. And she was not wrong. covid marriage book all the things 2020 was a hard year for us it 2021 has been an amazing year for us and here's what i have to say about being married for 20 years man i love my husband so much man i love being married to him so much also marriage is fun and marriage takes work and i think anything that is worth doing is worth working at and so i just want to encourage you wherever you are in your marriage Right now in my marriage, I'm having a great week celebrating our anniversary and laying next to a pool with my man reading a great book. But wherever you are in your marriage, one year, 10 years, 50 years, there's good times, there's hard times. I just want to encourage you that hard doesn't equal bad you know, and we can keep pushing forward. So that's my little marriage conversation chat of happy 20th anniversary to me and my boo. I love that man so very much. You guys, today we have a a phenomenal show. Like I'm telling you, Phenomenal. My girl Jess Conley is back on the show. And the crazy thing is, is that Jess Conley was on this show in 2016. I was like, girl, we've had some like changeover in politics since then. Our kids are grown up since then. And so we start the conversation talking about, man, what's different from 2016 till now? And we talk about our love and hate of summers and how that has changed. If you're a mama parenting those little bitty kids, you're going to be encouraged by that part of our conversation. But I will say we spent most of our conversation today talking about her new book and the concept of that, which is body shaming and really loving our bodies and not just refusing to not talk about them and not just pushing it under the rug, but really believing that loving our bodies is an act of worship and that we can say, I like my body and it's good and God created it. And so this conversation is fruitful. It's in encouraging. I love the way Jess has stewarded this message. And if you haven't gotten her book, I mean, I'm telling you, I read a couple months ago, I highly recommend it. It's called Breaking Free from Body Shame. You can get it anywhere you get books. I want to remind you of two more things. Number one is that I don't know if you've noticed this, but quite often we've been trying to have a separate conversation with each of our guests that we just put up on YouTube. It's just something fun for us to put over there. You won't hear this conversation on the podcast, but you get to see our faces and see us interacting over on YouTube. So today I asked Jess, I said, hey, what do we do? How do we handle these conversations when we're with friends and they bring up body shaming things that we're just not going to entertain right now? And so she gives us some very practical ideas over on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Jamie Ivy. I think you'll really like that. Last thing I want to tell you before we jump into this conversation is you guys, we're still building a church in Uganda, and I am so excited about this. You guys are showing up. You guys are giving. We are on our way to building a church. We've partnered with an organization called ICM, the Global Church Developer, and together, me and you, 
all of you listeners and me, we're building a church in northern Uganda. Now, one thing we all know to be true is that God's church is his people. And so this people, they have been meeting as a church community for 34 years, but they've just been doing it without a building. And so we want to walk alongside them. They already have the land. They just need the funds. So we want to say, how can we help them do that? This is the Karuma Church, which was founded from a group of refugees who were displaced from their home and they moved to Karuma for safety at the start of the war in 1987. They've been doing ministry in their community for 34 years. Here's where we step in. We're hoping that this community of podcast listeners can raise $15,000 by the end of the summer. We're halfway through June. We're almost done with June. Let's keep giving and build a church building for this community so that they can continue to do the work that they're doing with their pastor, Pastor Jeffrey, and all the members that have been there for so long. Every donation counts. Like, don't think, I only have $5. $5 matters. Maybe you think, I only have $100. $100 matters. Go to jamieivy.com slash buildachurch. If you just go to my webpage, you're going to find it there. jamieivy.com slash buildachurch. All of your funds go directly to this church in northern Uganda. Guys, what great work to be people who have financial ability to help a church in northern Uganda get a building for the first time. I am so excited about this partnership. Like, I'm giddy excited. So let's raise $15,000 for this building. All right, you guys, here's my conversation with Jess Conley, who I love and adore, and it's going to come through in this conversation. I trust her as a leader. I trust her conversation about such a difficult topic. But listen, here's the deal. She's going to tell us the stats of how many women struggle with body shame. You're going to be blown away. You're going to be blown away and we're all in this together. So here's my conversation with Jess Conley. Jess Conley, welcome to the happy hour. This is the happiest hour of my day. I'm so happy to be here. It's going to be the happiest hour of my day as well. So this is so fun. I'm so grateful to be here. I love you. I love your podcast. I love your people. You're a joy. Okay. So you were telling me earlier that uh, I got you on a good day. Mm-hmm, you did. Why'd I get you on a good day? <laughs> <laughs> so on Thursdays, my stars align. It just so happens that I get to wear real clothes and makeup. And every other day of the week, it's like my workout schedule. You know, it just, it's hit or miss. Like it's soft pants, et cetera. And so I was saying, you got me on a good day because I happen to be wearing normal clothes. Now, the great thing is when you're putting out a book about body shame, you don't wear makeup a ton. No. You care. Like you're, it's like God's work to show up. You're doing this. You're leading us well. Is what you're doing. It's leadership. So yesterday I had two podcast interviews and I showed up doing God's work in my yoga pants with no makeup on. <laughs> and I realized my first podcast interview was a TV show. <laughs> So what did you do? Well, I, I tried to run with it uh-huh. and just live my life. And I'm not calling them out, but I am saying like, it was a male producer <laughs> who like hopped on. I could only hear his voice. I couldn't see him. And he was like, would you uh, just, could we just get, like, just a little bit of makeup on, just a little <laughs> bit of makeup on. I was like, sure. Got it. Sure. <laughs> Were you offended or did you laugh? I laughed. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, I mean, a long time ago, because I was still podcasting like in a closet in my house. So this was a long time ago. And this was way before we were doing like Zoom where we would use the video on Instagram. I mean, it was just like, it was only audio. And so I'm in my podcast. I have my hair up in a ponytail. So you can't even see that I have hair, no makeup, workout clothes like you. And then these big old headphones that we both have on. And I didn't know the whole thing was being recorded video. And then the whole thing went up on YouTube and I look like Princess Leia with just like my buns on my ears, no hair. And I was like, oh, wow, if I would have known. But then I was like, you know what? Keeping it real. 
It's true. To some degree, I like the big headphones because it does feel like an accessory. So if I'm in like just a normal shirt and like, I'm like, it's like kind of an outfit. It's it a makes thing. us look very professional is what I'm going to have to say about that as well. Jess, I was looking and you were on the happy hour. You've been on twice. One for, we used to do this thing called the happy half hour, which is a whole mm-hmm. long story. But the first time you joined me, you're going to die. It was in July of 2015. Who are we? Who, <laughs> where are those women? <laughs> that is so long ago. Can you even? So long ago. That's two presidents ago. You're not wrong. Well, kind of. Yeah. 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 So I looked it up and I thought, you know, what did we talk about? And one of the things that we talked about, and I think this is fitting for us to revisit this right now and for me to get your, you can tell me, I didn't listen to the show, so I have no idea what your opinions were, but we talked about your opinions and dislike of summer. Wow. So I have no idea if that's, we both had a lot younger kids then. I'll be honest about that. And I would say- my summer enjoyment of my kids has gone up a million percent in the last six years. Mm, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong about that. <laughs> but I also was thinking this morning, I was like, I wonder if it goes along yeah. with this whole message that you're talking yeah. about now. And so let's just start there. It's yeah. summer. This show's out on June 23rd. You just released your book yesterday. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank you. Talk about summer and how you're feeling about it in regards to your body. You're 100%. This is the best thing we could talk about. And I'll tell you, I continually tell people now, I am a reformed summer hater. There we go. I really am. And I would say that 80% of it was body image related. I think wow. 20% was kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's no lie. Let's be honest. I mean, kids in the yeah. summer, when you're used to them being at school, and even when you work, whether you work from home, even if you are like a homemaker and you take care, All, it's a different world. Every scenario, if you work full time, if you work from home, if you are working in your home, it's all difficult. It's all hard when they're young. It's all really difficult. And, you know, doing fun things is just, you have to air quote it when your kids That's are three exactly and four. Right. Like, <laughs> is this fun? But I, I, So uh-huh. we'll handle that part first. I'll tell you, you know, we live at the beach. We live here in Charleston, South Carolina. And I went for my first beach trip with my kids. I've been going the last few months alone, but I took my kids on Memorial Day, went with a friend who has kids the same age. We got to the beach. Our boys set up our chairs for us, mm, set up our beach chairs for us, carried our bag, mm-hmm. you know, because they work at Chick-fil-A. So like they, oh, that's right. They got that servant they heart. Got that poured servant into them. heart. And, my, and you know, my kids are church planters. So they're like, what are we going to carry? <laughs> we got to carry something. What are we doing? So they set up our chairs and then they all just left. And there were 14 and 15 year olds with our eight year olds. And we said to the 14 and 15 year olds, like, don't go, don't let the eight year olds go in past their stomach. We're watching, but you're in charge. And they said, we got it. And we talked. We actually did like some (laughs) online shopping together. (laughs) This is where all of the moms with younger kids right now are going, you're lying. Like this cannot possibly be true. And we're both here to say, we're not lying. We're not lying. And Aaron and I, I think you and Nick might be the same way. We love our teenagers so much. Now, they drive me crazy in different ways than when they were four and five. But we're just enjoying seeing their personalities come out. And even, I don't want, we could spend a whole show on this, but we're not going to. But even something like our kids have made a couple mistakes recently. Mm -hmm. And Aaron and I are like, I'm so grateful they're doing that in our home. Yeah. Like in our home and not away at college and all the things. So moms with little kids, your summers are going to look different in a handful of years. And right, same, we could talk about this forever and ever, but this is the other thing I'll say is that everybody says about the little years, like it goes so quick, enjoy it. And I just am a 
I'm a proprietor of a different message. I like to say like, it goes so quick. So if you don't enjoy it, it's okay. I love it, Jess. It's so true. It goes really quick. Like, I don't think you have to enjoy every minute of it. Mm -hmm. I think some of it, you can like be blessed and like find the fun in it. You know, and try gospel to make yourself and not be like, right. I hate my life. You don't have to 100%, do that. But you can gr- just go, this grateful. isn't my favorite. A hundred percent. So I, I just, it goes really quick. That's also great news. <laughs> it's good news. So, <laughs> Because you and I are like, what were we doing six years ago with our children in the summer? I don't know. This is what I was probably doing. On the first day of summer, I was like, we're going to make homemade popsicles. And then on like the last day of summer, I'm like, these are all full of sugar. Just take them outside and don't come back in until the whole box is done. (laughs) That's what happened. That's what we were doing. Yeah. But so the 80% of why I hated summer is because I was a woman coming out of just deep, deep, deep shame in my body. And I live at the beach. And so I would start to feel this fear rising up in me in February, March, here it comes. We're about to all apparently not wear clothes. And like, what does that mean for me? And when I say not wear clothes, I mean like short sleeves, you know, were intimidating to me for a really long time. And so, yeah, I'm a reformed summer hater. I'll tell you what, my shirt came off about four weeks ago and it barely comes back on these days. Like it is a sports bra or a bathing suit for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love this message and I was able to read the book. I can't remember when I read it a couple months ago and I texted you and told you like, this is such a needed book. I'm 43 and your book brought up things in me, which I'll just, you know, upfront self-disclosure, like I have not personally struggled with any type of eating disorder or body um, harm or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. that's where I'm coming from. But I'm a woman. And you're pretty clear in here that as women, we are subject to these ideas about our body. And so when I read your book, it stirred something in me and I closed it, Jess. And I said this literally like out loud. I was like, I like my body. Jamie, that's the best thing I could ever hear. And it's so crazy. What's interesting is that is what I hear from so many women who finish it. The first person who read the book was my mom. She read it first before probably my editor read it. And I'll never forget the day she finished reading it. We, she, we were at the beach and she walked out beside me. We were looking at the ocean and she said, I think I'm beautiful. I said, you are, you're really beautiful. Everybody's really good. So that's the best thing I could hear. I mean, man, in Jesus name, let it be God for all the women, because we need you. This is what I love about you. I love that you are a fun girl. I love that you are on team women. Like you want good for them. I also love that you love theology and that you love God and you love his word and you love his truth. And we just need, we have access to so much here as kingdom women. We have access to so much here, just so much truth. It's Mm. all just right in front of us. It's all right around us, you know? And so it's time. You've said this, that like self-image, it is a spiritual issue. And so Mm -hmm. I think that can be a little scary for some women to think like, oh, wait, I have to think about my body and God. Like, how do these go together? Because I just don't like it and all the things. And so unpack for us, what does it look like for us as women to not just like ignore our body or think less of it and not overthink, but to think of it as a spiritual issue? How do we do that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so funny. Somebody actually sent me a DM today. This is off topic, but you'll be able to relate it. Somebody sent me a a message today and said like, hey, do you make your kids do Sabbath with you? Do you make your kids take a Sabbath with you? They said, do you require them to take a Sabbath with you? And I was like, well, I don't require them, but I do invite them to not work, which is 
great. They love that. I'm sure they're down with that. (laughs) And so I love that you even asked it like that, because I think that's real that for so many of us will be like, oh no, now I've got to make this thing like godly too. I've got to make this thing godly too. And so I would say like, flip it real quick for everybody. Cause I felt that too. This is a get to that. We get to experience the freedom that is ours for the taking, even in our bodies. And so, yeah, I think one of the biggest lies that comes for women and specifically women of faith is that to think about your body at all is vain Mm -hmm. or selfish or even like spiritually immature, that this should be an issue we should all get over. And I would say, absolutely. Are there vain ways to view our body? A hundred percent. But the real life truth of it is that number one, God loves his kids and 97% of women struggle with body image issues. So it is so hard for me to imagine a compassionate and loving and caring God being like, just don't think about it anymore, Becky. Like, you know, like Jamie, why aren't Mm -hmm. you over this yet? Like instead he's like my kids, my girls that they are harassed. The enemy is coming for them. I just think he cares so much. So number one, I want to always care about what God cares about. And I think he cares about when his kids are being harassed and when they're being provoked. And when they're being lied to. And so I want to care about what he cares about. So number one, like we get to care about what he cares about. But I would say also the other reason is the ignoring it is not working. Specifically, I would say in in Christian community, like we see so many messages of body positivity outside the church, outside faith communities, outside Christian culture in general. And the reason why they're talking about it is because it's a horrible problem. And there's, I think there's a lot of reasons why we don't talk about it. I think most of them are fear-based, but what's happening is that in that silence and in that ignorance of this topic, a lot of really negative messages are either being like literally shared and spoken or they're just being assumed. And so Mm. then we're making all this new bondage of women equating their righteousness and Mm. their value in the kingdom to how their body looks, which is not what God would say at all. And so I would say the ignorance is just not working and silence is not working. And then lastly, I would say the reason why we get to see this as a spiritual issue is because everything we do spiritually, we do in our bodies. Mm. We experience God in our bodies. We love God in our bodies. We love other people in our bodies. We serve in our bodies. And so all that being said, to shake our heads about it and not get like too wrapped up in it, just to say like, what does it mean to view this from a spiritual perspective? I think it really just means to ask God, what do you think about this? Mm. What do you think about this? And I believe you're a mind changer. I believe you renew us by the transformation of our mind. So will you change my mind about this to match what you think? Mm. Now, I want to ask about this as well. In your book, Mm -hmm. which you state this up front and you're really clear about this is you try really hard and I think you did a good job. I mean, I've already told you that I I don't come to the table with a bunch of struggles in this area, but you try not to have any triggering messages within this book. And honestly, Jess, I would imagine that took a lot of hard work because (laughs) talking about something that 97% of women struggle with, but not triggering us. How did you even like... I'm imagining you get a bunch of put their insight in and read it and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But why was that so important to you? Yeah. Well, it was really hard. I will tell you that. And I, and because you've read it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And women, when they read it, they'll see this, but I say, even at the front of the book, like at sometimes this is going to feel like a little toothless. It's going to feel like, why don't she say more? Like you could mm-hmm. say more, or even what I anticipated is a lot of women saying like your struggle with this really wasn't that hard. 
And the reason why is because I didn't tell you. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Because you didn't go all into those deep layers because you didn't yeah. want it to be triggering. Yeah. Because I don't want to be triggering. And I'll tell you, I mean, there's a million reasons why I don't want it to be triggering. I wanted it to be a soft place to land. I wanted to talk more about the solution than the problem. I knew I could get caught up in just a swirling tide of blame and shame and pain if I started talking about all the things that had happened to me. But here's honestly the number one tactical reason that I didn't do it. And it's not deeply spiritual. The day I could tell you the calendar day that I began engaging in disordered patterns, rhythms, activities in my life. And I already had thoughts, but I, the day I began like actually doing like clinically disordered things in my body, I actually called a friend who I knew had struggled with the same things. And I asked her how to do it. And she told me, and I couldn't in good conscience share any of those things because if, of your friend's story? But no, because anybody could use uh, even my what, brokenness as a guidebook to do Because that's things. what you did. You called your friend to get her guidebook. Yep. Yeah. So I just thought we just can't even. I mean, because I know there are women at all levels of this journey, women who have like genuinely been diagnosed with actual clinical issues and women who have just had negative thoughts, you know, inside their minds. Maybe they don't even say them out loud. And so I want everyone to be moving towards more freedom and not toward more brokenness. And so I thought some women don't even need to hear about so the broken true. things that could be, Yeah, you know, whether that's. I won't even name them now because I could get caught up in it just saying like this yeah. or that or this uh -huh. or that. And I just, let's talk about what could be. Let's talk about the beauty. And so in the same way, I also just don't share. I tried to share the most relatable and, and least triggering stories of hard things that have happened in my body stories and words that people have said. And you and did I, share them so many times that I was like, I think I wrote in the book, are you freaking kidding me? I think I wrote that in the side of some of the experiences that you have endured, which are not alone, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so then the other thing we did is that we invited 10 other women to contribute at the end of the chapters, because I knew mine are going to be from my perspective, my exact flavor of the faith, my age group. And so we got women of all ages, different races, different backgrounds, different expressions of Christianity. It's my favorite part of the book, getting to it. hear, you know, from a Latina woman who grew up in Chicago, getting to hear from a woman who was a missionary outside the U.S., like just all these different yeah. perspectives was yeah. fun. You mentioned that you could pinpoint the day when you called your friend and said, how do you do what you do? Do you remember mm -hmm. the moment that you started to change towards maybe feeling like this is maybe something that I'm in deeper than I thought and I don't want to be this way anymore and then started going towards the solution that you write about here. Do you remember like what were the, some of the things that pushed you to that? Man, Jamie, that's such a good question. Do you know, no one's asked me that. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. 
Enjoy live music. Visit internationally recognized art museums and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now Travel Texas offers a one of a kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom visually led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Honestly, this isn't in the book. No, I didn't write about it in the book either. But I was, I was thinking about this the other day, probably because I've been talking about the book so much. And I can talk about the season where things started to change for me. But the actual moment, this is a true story. The actual moment where I was like, that's it. I can't with this anymore. I need, there's got to be something better is I was praying for another woman mm. and she came to me for some counsel about eating disorder and related issue and eating disorder and related issues. And I was praying with her and I had encouraged her to get some clinical help too for the long haul, knowing that that had helped me in the past. And I was in a place where I had stopped doing a lot of the more damaging behavior, but my mind was just in a really still dark place. And so was my heart. Anyhow, I was praying for her and I felt led by God to pray that when she saw, when she imagined herself doing the disordered behaviors that she would like be able to imagine herself, like essentially like moving towards death. 
And I just said, like, we need God to like change our minds about like when we move toward this, not that we're moving towards something shiny and good and beautiful, but that we're moving towards the things that are making us feel more dead inside. And so when I prayed that for her, I said, we, and I was like, oops, (laughs) just pull myself into that one. And so I felt like a line was drawn in the sand where I was like, I think I'm going to really start to experience that latter half of Galatians five, where it says, You know, it's for freedom that you've been set free and the freedom leads to all of the things of the spirit, but like the flesh leads to all of these things of death. And I started from all of a sudden things just started to crisscross in my head. Whereas I had seen meeting cultural standards as potentially godly or potential righteousness or potential goodness. And all of a sudden I was like, no, 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 no. Like trying to make other people happy about my body is death. Worshiping God and freedom and healing and wholeness is the spirit. And so all of a sudden it just like crisscrossed and I couldn't unsee it. And then that's when the journey started. And that's when the journey started. Yeah. And I think that we should be clear here. I'm only assuming it hasn't been an easy journey. No, (laughs) no. I think Um, giving anything over to God, I mean, like fill in the blank. Yeah. Some people do have this like moment. Yeah. But I know things in my life that I've had to hand over and sometimes I want them back, you know, and hundred percent. Yeah. So soon after that was, I do write about this in the book. So soon after that, I emailed Elisa Keaton, who runs Revelation Wellness. I wrote an email to her in the middle of the night that I don't remember and basically said, help. Like, I think you're supposed to help me. And she responded to that email and essentially counseled me and coached me. She's the actual best. And um, God just told her like, yep, let's do it. Let's go all in. So she pressed in, she went with me, she dug in my journey. And really when I emailed her, I think I was still saying like, can you make my body better? Right. But she was like, she just immediately was like, your body's going to do what your body's going to do. We want your body to be healthy. Absolutely. But what we really want and what you need to decide is like, do you want freedom? And so I did about a year of pretty intentional work with her on and off. And I would say that was the best, hardest part. The years since then have been like stretching into freedom, but for sure there are moments where I almost have to let myself mourn or grieve you know, not having the comfort mm. of not even having the comfort of being able to try to fit cultural norms with my body. Does that make sense? Did it feel like you had more control then? Yeah. yeah. I would say it's that feeling that you get. This is how I would describe it. It's that feeling that you get on a Saturday morning when like everything feels a little wild and like maybe your body feels out of control or maybe your kids feel out of control. And you're like, I'm going to just buy a book real quick on Amazon. That's like, you know, the six ways to whatever. And you go to decide, decide to buy that book. And like, even if you haven't gotten it, you feel a little better. Like you did something. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's right. I'm going to do it. That's right. You know, or you yeah. Pinterest for the 15th time this month, like gluten-free and yeah. its benefits, you know, yeah. and like, you've never been gluten-free in your life or that kind of thing, you know, or right. you sign up for a new exercise class. Now, All that being said, like, right, I still eat what my body needs. I still exercise. I still move, but I don't get that kind of worldly fleshly comfort. That's like, we're going to get better. Yeah. I think that's, what's interesting about this, because when I think of you just for years, you have been an advocate for moving your body and, you know, an advocate for eating well, like I see you do that. And so I think what's also interesting is that was there in the midst of the bondage, And that is still there in the midst of the freedom. A hundred percent. Which to me screams, this isn't about working out or eating better. Yeah. It's about your heart and your soul. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so funny now. I forget all the time and people all the time ask like, so does this mean you don't work out or you just eat whatever you want to eat? And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. No, I, I literally became a bar instructor this year. Right. Like I know I, you run, run. And you like, yeah. I, I move and I, I have an autoimmune disease that I have to like intentionally take care of my body. And obviously I understand a lot of it is that I'm just sharing shorter snippets of what is a really long story in the mm-hmm. book. But the thing is the question, the middle part, the like question mark in the middle of it all is worship. And so for me, all of those activities used to be about earning my goodness or earning my worth or earning God's love or earning other people's approval. All of those things used to be about making my body good. And now all of them are about treating my body as good because it already is. And so then they all get to be worship. So then the eating gets to be worship and the moving gets to be worship. And that's it. Like that's the book in a nutshell. Like, are we trying to make our bodies good or are we treating our bodies like they're good? Jess, that is so good. And that is so freeing. It almost makes me cry because I think I find myself like, you know what? I'm going to eat better this week, you know, and check off the boxes, (laughs) but not coming from an aspect of like, I want to take care of my body because my body is good and because God created it and because I get to worship him with it. I think that's going to be freeing for a lot of women. And I really love this message. Now, I want to ask you this is a lot of women, I would suspect they're listening and they're going, I want all of that. Like, Mm -hmm. I literally, I want that freedom. I really want to be skinny. I really want to get a husband that is attracted to me, whatever that might mean in their world. I really want boys to ask me out on dates and they may be equating that with their body image. And so it's deep and it's like, it's not even things that you have to tell women. It's just in our culture. It's in our movies. It's in our, it's in our music. It's everywhere. And so I would love to ask you what this journey has been like for you and your spouse. Like, what has it been like for Nick walking alongside you in this area? That's the question. On my to-do list today, you know, we're filming this a few weeks before launch. On my to-do list today is to write some words for women whose husbands are not on board with a kingdom body mindset, um, because I know that's so many women. So I will say this. My most honest answer is this. My personal story is that my husband has loved me on a fluctuating scale of a hundred pounds. He's seen me a hundred pounds heavier and he's seen me a hundred pounds lighter. He's seen me at both ends of that. And my particular story is he actually loved me when I was on the higher end of that before he loved me when I was on the lower end of that. And so I have to be honest to say like my particular story is that for my husband, the more freedom I have experienced the more blessed he's been, the more abundant he's experienced God in our marriage. And the mechanics of that are just like, I am a happier, more whole, more kind, more loving human when I am not striving and hating myself Mm. genuinely. You know, I just have so much more energy to love people. So like, I mean, real talk, because I love you. Like, I mean, like our sex life is better because I am not hiding or feeling shame in my body. And we had many years where that was not the case. So that being said, that's my particular story, but I know for so many women, that's not going to be the case. And I think the biggest thing that I want to say is number one, I have compassion for that. I have like a deep compassion where I'm like, that is hard. And I'm sorry. More than that, I think God has a really deep compassion for them and that he is sorry and that he wants to be on their team, that he wants to provide comfort and a soft place for them to land when their spouse 
is not that. And you and I, all wives, all husbands probably have experienced that different resistance in different areas. So Nick and I have experienced, I've experienced that resistance from him in other areas. It just doesn't happen to be this one thing, Mm -hmm. right? And people grow and people experience freedom at really different paces, even in marriage, which is hard and so hard. But so I would say just, I would say to that woman, number one, like God loves you and he wants to be closer to you than a spouse and to give you compassion and to give you freedom. And then the other thing I'll say is this, like so many beautiful changes that we see in Christian culture, women hear the cry in the night and they respond first. Mm-hmm. And I will say, my husband did not ever come to me and say, like, I think that you need to live free from body shame. Mm-hmm. He didn't ever come to me and say, there are so many other areas of my life where he has been like the first person to come, but he didn't say that. He didn't commission me into this freedom. And he can't, and we need not wait for men to do that. We might have to be the ones to listen to Jesus and to wave this flag and to pick up this banner and to live out our God-given freedom without the commissioning from men and just take God at his word that if the son has set you free, you are free indeed. And you get to walk into this. And I do believe in Jesus name, they will follow. Maybe not every single husband, maybe not every single marriage, maybe not every single person. It might take a long time, but you know, what's interesting. Okay. So the statistic is 97% of women struggle with body image. Do you know what the male statistic is? I would imagine a lot lower. 95%. Wow. Basically all of us. Basically all of us. So, right. We talk because about Because I've never met book. a person in my entire 43 years of life, a woman. I've never met a woman who would say, this has never been a struggle for me. Never. I've never met one. Yeah. So this is the thing. Like when you're thinking about them, we talk about this in the book a ton. So when we're talking about our moms or our grandmothers or our aunts or the women in our lives who just unfortunately spoke death or discouragement or defeat over our bodies or over their bodies in a way that impacted us. Number one, there is compassion for them. There is absolutely forgiveness and grace for them. They are not the enemies of our story. The enemy is the enemy because we're all complicit in it too. So we need the grace. We need the forgiveness for the negative things we've said about our bodies, other people's bodies, right? And so the same applies to men in this. Like, listen, they are harassed and helpless. No one is leading this charge for them. Mm. No one is telling them their bodies are okay. No one is telling them their bodies are okay. By the way, also no one's telling them their worth isn't tied up in their jobs or how much money they make. Like they don't get these messages of freedom that women do. And so Mm. do I think it's hard? I really, really, really do. Do I think it would be so much better if the men led this conversation for us? I really, really, really do, but they're not going to, and they haven't been, and we get to. Mm. And so I think we get to go to God and get his permission and get his commissioning and absolutely obey him before we like subject ourselves to anybody else's approval. Like I am a, I'm a Bible loving woman who loves my husband and loves our relationship and loves the leadership God's given me, but God has not asked me to submit or co-sign onto any false ideas that my husband has about my body. He's not asked me to do that. He's asked me to obey God first. And so for me to obey God means to walk in freedom. And all that being said, I say that with just the biggest dose of grace and compassion to say, that's hard. That's why we need to do this together with other women. That's right. It's why we need to talk about it. And I do, I have a lot of hope for the men that they're going to come alongside. 
what we're seeing here, even with that stat that you just gave us, is that as a woman's listening to this, and you know, mostly women listen to my show, as a woman's listening to this and she's thinking, this is me, I do not have a kingdom minded my body. I think also she can hear right now, your husband probably doesn't either. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so like that loneliness, and, and I agree with you, like going first and we've got to be doing this and, and we are accountable to God. But I think even just the reality to go, I might not be as alone in this as I thought I was. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Number one, like, right. Jesus is a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Number two, women are dying for you to talk to them about this. Someone in your community, in your friend group is dying for someone to change the conversation. Did I use the word dying too dramatically? No, I really didn't. (laughs) I'm serious. Someone is wishing, hoping, praying, needing you to start this conversation with them to be the agent of change in your community, in your group. And also your husband is probably also experiencing the same level of harassment from the enemy about his body and nobody's talking to him about it. Yeah. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Well, I'm super excited about people getting their hands on this book. In fact, you guys, it just released yesterday, so you can go get it. Uh, If you're an Amazon Prime member, it'll probably show up on your doorstep tomorrow morning, so get it. Also, this is so fun, Jess, yesterday when your book released was my 20th anniversary on June 22nd. Oh my gosh. I know. That's so fun. So right now, currently, while all of you guys are listening to the show, I'm laying by a pool reading a book in Palm Springs, California, and I'm so happy with my life. So I'm so happy for you. So so good. Thank God. We're recording this a few weeks earlier, and even me saying those words out loud is like, let it be now. Like, let this be now. Aaron and I have said to each other so many times, is it time to get on the plane yet? Is it time to go? We're so ready. We're so ready. (laughs) Jess, thank you so much for your words. Thank you for your ministry. You guys are doing amazing things in Charleston. And if you guys are ever in there on a Sunday or you live there, go visit their church because it's a place where you'll feel welcomed. Yeah. Jess, I'm always asking people, what are you loving and what are you reading? What I am loving, look, I'm not even ashamed. I'm going to show it to you. What I'm loving is my gallon-sized water bottle. I have one. (laughs) Okay. Do, Do people make fun of you about it? I failed. What do you mean? And no, I fail all the time. I mean, I only get well, to like three days a week. I think it's rolling around the back of my car for a couple of weeks. So you're my reminder. In fact, I will go get it today and okay. start over. So you love it. I love it too when I was using it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Is it a whole gallon? Uh, it's a whole gallon. Yeah, yeah. 
people just laugh, 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 laugh. They see it. It's so big. I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's changing my life. It's there keeping me hydrated. It's keeping me going. What I'm reading, I'm reading When We Stand by Terrence Lester, and I am loving it. Oh, good. I can't wait to read it. Have you had him on the podcast? Yes. Yeah, I believe it. I really enjoy the work he's doing, and yeah. it is so needed and maybe even under-talked about and undervalued. Mm. I mean, it is he's doing phenomenal work, and he's helped shape my thinking and even rhetoric of how I talk about people who are experiencing homelessness. Same. Yeah. Same. Big deal. Yeah. So yeah. grateful for him. Yeah. Awesome. I love that so much. Well, Jess Conley. Thanks for coming back on the happy hour six years later. What a joy. (laughs) You're killing it. Congrats on your book. And um, have a great summer with those big kids. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you, friends. All right, you guys, that conversation was so good. And that's just who Jess is. I think if you're not following her on Instagram and you're an Instagram person, go follow her. She's an encouraging woman of God who is chasing Jesus with everything and really serving her community well. You guys, she's a bar instructor, which I love bar. I just really am encouraged by by what she's doing. And so if you want more, first of all, go see our conversation on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Jamie Ivey, where I ask her, hey, how do we deal with the conversations that are uncomfortable when we're starting to have a different mindset, a kingdom mindset about our body. So we talk about that over there. Also, if you want to get our book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, Dare to Reclaim What God Has Made Good, get it wherever you get books. It just released yesterday. You guys, did you know that we have a newsletter? Yes, we have a newsletter. It goes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Fridays. And every once in a while in the year, we'll send you something special only because we think it's worth it. But in those newsletters are the show notes. So you know who's on the show that day. Links for everything we talk about on the podcast. And then on Fridays, I share five things that I want to tell you. I'm always thinking, I want to tell people these things. They can be funny, encouragement, tips, a new dress, whatever it might be. Like I'm on vacation this week. I guarantee you the Friday newsletter is going to have one of my favorite new dresses that I'm loving because I want to tell my friends and you're my friend. So if you want to sign up for that, go to jamieivy.com slash newsletter. When you sign up, we're going to send you some goodies as well. And I would love to tell you the five things I need to tell you. Maybe I'm listening to something that I think you need to listen to or I'm reading something. It's fun, guys. Go to jamieivy.com slash newsletter. Friends, don't forget, we're building a church. We are building a church in northern Uganda, and every penny that you send in goes towards that building. jamieivy.com slash build a church. Friends, thank you so much for listening today. I believe in this show, The Happy Hour, so much, and I love every person we bring on here because they bring something to the table that's important, that's kingdom-minded, that matters. And so I hope with every show, this is what we hope, that you're encouraged that you're inspired and that you love Jesus more. There it is. That's what we want. You guys, thank you to Podshaper for editing the show. Thank you for Matt Graham for creating the music for the show. Abby Castell writes all of our show notes and Lindsay Sweeney produces it. And I'm your host, Jamie Ivey, who gets to talk to all these amazing people. Seriously, I have the best job in the world. Hands down. Of course, I love it. Guys, join us on Friday for another encounter episode. This is with my friend, Liz Curtis Higgs, who again, she's a past guest. She was on here forever ago. She gives us an update on her life. She also tells her story of following Jesus. And if you've never heard it, it's amazing. It's wonderful. I loved our conversation so very much. So that's on Friday. Make sure you join us. You guys, thank you. I really appreciate you being here. I love creating these shows for you. Have a happy hour with a friend. Do something fun today. Love your body today. It's summer. You can do it. You can wear the shorts. You can wear the sleeveless. You can play in the pool with your kids. I believe in you. We'll see you guys on Friday with another Encounter episode with Liz Curtis Higgs. You can start your day off right. 
when you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.